Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode 37. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, where we are building profitable food businesses, one product, one process, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural session of uh, the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute Facebook Live and podcast recording session for the summer of 2019, because this summer we are all about working once and making profit off of working once, which is actually, frankly, what we're all about at Tirago Food Safety and the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute, because I promise you, writing SOPs, <laughs> it's all about doing that work once and executing it really, really well multiple times in a row. So I want to thank you for joining me. And uh, for those of you who are new, welcome to the page. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about in our podcast listeners, head on over to Facebook and uh, look for the proofing box. And that's our new Facebook membership where we are gonna be pushing all of our content uh, because I am trying to smooth things out, make things a little easier on everybody over here. You're gonna hear about the um, about offers first here. You're gonna hear about some really new and exciting things that are coming up this summer uh, at, on the Facebook page first. And uh, we're gonna be like posting links to, you know, when we have downloads and things like that, uh, it'll all get posted to the Facebook page. And it's gonna be super, like a super good way to just confine everything <laughs> to one spot. <laughs> and it's also gonna make my life easier and uh, allow me to deliver better, better content. I'm on the page every single day and I would love to see you on the page. Again, it's facebook.com slash groups slash proofing box. And I think you just, just put proofing box on the Facebook page or on the Facebook search bar and you can get into it. You know, and we are here on a new Facebook page. We have a podcast that started this, well, I suppose we're on episode 37. So it didn't start in, um, in 2019. We started in the fall of 2018. And the reason we're doing all of this is because I learned how to believe new things. There are so many of us that are conditioned to only believe what we have proof for. You know, there's a saying, I'll see it when I believe it. But really, the truth is, is that you'll believe it and then you see it. You believe first and you see second. All right. And if you think about that, you know, we have everything that has happened in our past and we use that as evidence for the things that we can do in the future. And that's totally human. A lot of people do that. Our evidence for our past builds what we can what we can do in the future. And I mean, I've done this, right? I've worked with this kind of client before. I can work with this kind of client now. I've solved that problem before. I can solve this problem now. I wrote that HACCP plan. I can totally write that HACCP plan now. 
All right. But one of the things that's happening in the food industry, especially everybody over on the FDA side of the house, is they have to believe new things. They have to believe that they can do hazards-based food safety planning. When y'all haven't had to do hazards-based food safety planning, nobody has asked you to. There was no reason for you to have that belief, okay? And the tools that y'all have been given, I'm not going to lie, have not been fabulous, all right? And I am out there in the marketplace trying to change all of that. But one of the fundamental things that I can help y'all change is I can help you change your belief around doing it, okay? And that belief starts with yourself. What do you believe about yourself and what you can do when it comes to your production process, when it comes to your product, when it comes to managing your people? What do you believe that you can do, okay? What do you believe about your employees and what they can do around your production process and, and what you make in the world and how they manage themselves? And then how do you interact with your customers around production and process and and your management system like in order for you to grow and scale your business you have to show up to all of these different things and and this is like true whether you run a food manufacturing business or you're like me and you run a service business i mean y'all know i don't make food right i help people who make food grow and scale their business okay But I can do that because I created a belief and a possibility that I could do it, all right? And that that started with a really terrible situation, okay? And my whole business actually started with the fact that I hated being a veterinarian. I don't do clinical medicine. I can't do a whole lot of clinical medicine because I, my hands shake. All right, and I probably haven't told a whole lot of you guys this, but my handshake, I have what's called an intention tremor. And when you have an intention tremor and you're trying to put IV catheters in little kittens, it is not pleasant for anybody involved, okay? And so I learned fairly early in my veterinary career, I was not going to be a clinical veterinarian. And I tried to fit a square peg into a round hole and it was really pretty terrible. By the time I started this business, I absolutely hated being a veterinarian. And I decided that I had worked so hard to become a veterinarian and to get through vet school. By the time you get through vet school, or when you get into vet school, I suppose I should say, you basically think you can do anything, all right? And I thought I could do anything. And then I went through vet school, I learned I couldn't do anything, (laughs) okay? It's part of what vet school teaches you and that's fine. And then I went into the army and I also learned I couldn't do anything, but I could do a whole lot of things way more competently than a whole lot of other people. But the process of creating the business was all about the process of believing that local and sustainable food was ready and able to take the leap that they can do food safety planning the way the big guys can do food safety planning. Because the truth of the matter is, is that, is it easier when you have a big team? To some degree, yes, but to many degrees, absolutely not. And I think a lot of y'all think that the big guys have this super big advantage because they have these huge QC departments and they have vice presidents of food safety. And they, like, I know these people, they have headaches and their life is not any better because they have a team of 20 people across five plants. It's just not, okay? They have a different set of headaches. And 
the ability for me to look at what was going on in the marketplace and what was going on in local sustainable food and realize and hold the belief contrary to what almost everybody else says that local sustainable agriculture and food manufacturing can be the basis of an economic revolution in our society is a belief that I'm not the only person that holds it, but man, I'm the only person who talks about it the way that I do. Okay. And I have that belief and that belief gets me out of bed in the morning. That belief gets me on to creating Facebook pages so people can access my content. That belief gets me on to doing webinar rollouts, which you're going to hear about super soon. That belief gets me to help my clients believe when they have no evidence to support the belief that they can do it, that they can get through their validation study. All right. I'm in the habit of telling my customers, borrow my belief. All right. If you don't believe in yourself, borrow my belief, because that's what you, that's what you need to do. And when I say borrow my belief, what I'm really asking people to do is to live into their future, okay? And take a look at their future self and have their future self coach them, okay? And your future self already knows how to solve all the problems. My future self in a year has already made a million dollars and is well on her way to making $2 million in 2020 and well on her way to creating a mindset of making a billion dollar company, right? She's a completely different person. I'm a totally different person than I was this time last year. And it's because I decided to believe new things. And my future self, I listened to my future self and I talked to my current self. And you know who I didn't listen to? My past self. What would happen if you talk to yourself way more than you listen to yourself. Because when you listen to yourself, by and large, what yourself is going to tell you is that you can't do it, okay? Because your hindbrain, your reptilian brain, your brainstem, like your reticular activating system, all of those neurons that you already have were created by the conditions that you've already been through. Your possibility and your new beliefs need to be created by new glial cells, by new neurons, by new neural pathways, by new ways of thinking, okay? And it's an incredible, incredible journey, but it all starts with belief and believing that the future can be different from the past and that your past actions and the things that you have done in the past and the thoughts that you have thunk and the feelings that you have felt are not going to get you to where you want to go in the future. Okay. And so very often when I am coaching my clients, we talk about what we call before and after models. All right. And we say, well, what are you thinking and feeling now? And what results is it getting for you? Okay. I am thinking and feeling 
in ways um, that are getting me vastly different and better results in Q2 than they got me in Q1, okay? And so I am building evidence by living into my future, by asking my future self that I can do what I'm setting out to do and make a million dollars this year, all right? But learning how to do that is a learned and learnable skill, first of all, okay? It's not this, and, and but it's not a skill anybody teaches you, which is why I have this podcast. It's to teach you to talk to yourself instead of listen to yourself. Because if I listen to myself, myself would say, I don't, I, who am I to shine? Who am I to go out and make these changes? And that sounds really strange for a lot of you who know me, all right? Because I have always lived out loud. Like, I don't play, I slay. I have always lived out loud and everybody who's ever talked to me knows that, okay, except my reptilian brain has the same sorts of conversations that your reptilian brain does, all right? And granted, we live in a world that is much more geared towards um, making life easy for people who look like me. I'm a cisgendered, heterosexual, white woman who's an extrovert, like... There's a lot in the world that's gifted to me by virtue of the fact of how I show up for reasons that I had nothing to do with. All right. I totally get that. But we all have pasts. We all have things that have happened to us that were terrible. Um, We've had violence happen in our pasts. Almost everybody has ways that we let our past dictate to us. And if you want to go out and live the vision that you are looking to create, you've got to live into the future and think about what your future self thinks. And when you think about what your future self thinks, you're going to know what your future self feels, okay? And your future self, if you've decided that you're, whatever you're trying to go after, you know, the power group this, this month, we're, um, we're doing um, goal setting and getting results. And what I had my power group folks do is think about who the person is that already has gotten those results. And the person who's already gotten those results, super self-confident, <laughs> okay? You know, I'm super confident. I know how to make a half a million dollars because I've made a half a million dollars. I am less self-confident that I know how to make a million dollars, but let me tell you, I am really, really getting there, all right? And the minute I know I can make a million dollars and the minute I believe that I can make a million dollars, I will make a million dollars, all right? And it's it really, like, I am not kidding. That is how it happens. The minute I can believe that I can sell people on the power group, I sell people on the power group. And the less it matters that I'm afraid. Because just because you believe new things doesn't mean you're not going to be afraid. You're going to be afraid and you're going to do it anyway. But then what happens is, is that you believe new things, okay? And then we hit what's called the upper limit problem, all right? And the upper limit problem, very well described, all right, in a book called, uh, I think it's called The Big Leap. And that upper limit problem is you decide to go do something new and your brain will immediately start to sabotage you because your brain's job, your hindbrained at least, its job is to keep you safe. And doing new things is not how you 
how you like don't get eaten by the tiger. That's where your brain is thinking. Okay. Your brain is thinking that we're still in the savannas of Africa and the tigers and lions are coming after us. Okay. But we're not there by and large right now. And if you are there, the likelihood you are listening to the podcast is really quite low. <laughs> okay. So what happens is, is we, um, we believe something new. Okay. And we try that belief on for size and we can live in that belief for, for like a very short period of time, maybe some longer than others if you've got a lot of practice at it. But then what happens is, is that all of your self-limiting beliefs rise to the surface. Ask me how I know this, <laughs> okay? Try and do something really hard, like make a million dollars in a year when you never have, and all your limiting beliefs will come straight to the surface, all right? And all of those limiting beliefs will show up and say, who the hell do you think you are? Uh, what do you think you are doing? Why do you think you can do this? Okay. And then you will, you're going to think that and you're going to start generating the self-sabotaging, self-loathing that you always get. And everybody gets this, folks, okay? People don't, people look at me and they're like, you're the most self-confident person in the world. Well, you should see my journal, <laughs> okay? And it's totally fine because we're all human. We are absolutely all human. And understanding that the first thing our brain is gonna do when we decide to go be bigger than we actually are and go live in new belief is it's gonna sabotage. And my own particular habit is to sabotage by self-loathing and judgment. And I fall into judgment and I beat myself up. And of course, when I'm beating myself up, I am not living in my future belief. I am not living as my future self, right? I'm beating myself up and I am staying small, which is exactly what my brain is trying to get me to do, right? So the process is working as expected. It's working as designed. It's working the way it's always worked. But to go out and be the people that we are meant to be, to go out and build the businesses that we are meant to build, We've got to believe new things and we've got to face that judgment and accept that we judge ourselves and know that when we try and do new things, we're going to feel bad, but that the worst thing that can happen to us is a feeling. Okay. I promise the worst thing that can happen to you is a feeling and it's your thoughts that create your feelings. And when you accept all the thoughts and you relax into the thoughts, the thoughts that you don't want to think, they go away. They go away. All right. The self-hatred, I'll just give you a super easy example. Okay. The self-hatred, I've been overweight for most of my life. Okay. And my thoughts about my body have been really bad since about kindergarten. All right. And I think, you know, for women in my different demographic, 
I, there are some incredibly depressing statistics uh, about the age on which we go on diets, all right? And I know many, many, many Gen X women are trying to change this with their own daughters and millennial women are trying to change this with their own daughters, but it did not get changed in my generation, right? And so the self-loathing that I've had over my own body for as long as I can remember up until last year has been acute, it has been painful, and it has been basically unrecognized. And then when I trained my attention on my thoughts and I decided to believe something new about myself and the thing I decided to believe about myself was that my self-worth was not dictated by the number on the scale, which frankly is a fairly radical thought here in Western society. And the minute I decided that my self-worth was not dictated by the scale and I decided to believe new things, all of a sudden my whole brain opened up in all these different areas of my life. And I'm not going to pretend it was easy. When your brain opens up and you decide you're going to do new things and you're going to commit to them, well, we go to the barn, right? We go to the barn. We've decided that that our lives are going to, we're going to, we're going to, feel amazing when we go horseback riding. So many of you guys, they you horseback ride, okay? And the closest thing to flying, my friends, is getting on the back of a horse and flying through the fields, okay? Or flying over a jump. But in order to do that, you gotta go to the barn and you gotta do all the work. And so you can believe that you can do a three foot jump. You can believe that you can stay seated at a gallop or a canter and you can do flying lead changes or whatever it is that you wanna do right on the back of your horse. You can believe all of that. You can see it in your mind's eye. And the truth of the matter is, is you still gotta groom your horse. You still gotta clean the stall. You still gotta tack up and you still gotta warm up before you can do any of that. All right. And all of that, not particularly pleasant, but we commit to doing it because we want the feeling that we're going to get when we go flying with our horse across the, you know, across the prairie, which I've done. Um, I'm going to Iceland this weekend and I'm going horseback riding with my son and I'm going to ride in a slight, an Icelandic pony across, you know, <laughs> across, across the fields in Iceland. And I cannot wait. Eh, it's a dream come true, but the dream came true because I believed new things and I made the money to go and do it. And when we decide to believe new things, very often what we are confronted with is work to get there. And the work can be fun and the work can be amazing. And, and, I'm, and I'm not telling you that we have to be miserable in order for the work to be meaningful. We absolutely don't. I love picking stalls. I love cleaning saddle leathers. I absolutely do because the job starts and you finish it and it's very like, <laughs> you know, very easy to contain, right? But the whole thing, learning to go over a three-foot jump is something that happens by starting with a belief, okay? And for all of you who are trying to grow and scale your business, you are in your own models right now, your own thought patterns right now, where you aren't where you want to be. And so you want to think about what is the person who is doing what I want to do who am I in the future and what do I believe in the future? And then figure out what feeling comes from that and then act out of that feeling. I mean, the actions that you do out of self-confidence versus the actions that you do out of self-loathing, 
little bit different, right? <laughs> and so when you act out of self-confidence, you're going to show up to the work, you're going to show up to your clients, you're going to show up to your people, your product, and your process. And that is what is going to create the new results for you. But all of that only happens when you drop your judgments about how you feel about what you're doing right now. All right, I could not lose all the weight that I've lost. I've lost 70 pounds without dropping the self-loathing about my body, okay? I can't scale my business to a million dollars a year without dropping the limiting beliefs I have about money and about pricing and about pricing shame. So many of us carry pricing shame. I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on pricing shame because we got to talk about prices and food prices here. We really, really do. But I couldn't even have that conversation with myself, let alone you, until I figured out how much I was judging myself based on my prices. And I only figured that out by sitting down and thinking about it. All right. And so my, my homework for you for the podcast this week, you know, a lot of times we do downloads, we have all that sort of stuff. I don't have a, I don't have a handout this week. You guys are, we're, we're doing a launch in July and you're going to get a ton of stuff. Okay. Um, and you'll first hear about it over on the, over on the proofing box. So join us over there on Facebook. But my homework for you is to figure out where are you in friction in your life because that's where you want to believe something new and you and, and, and you don't have the capacity to believe it yet and you are probably judging yourself, all right? And look at where you're judging yourself and just pause. Just pause and don't even try and change the judgment. Just recognize that the judgment is there. Just recognize that it's there and that you're judging yourself. And... Think about what that feels like. And if you do that enough times, the conversations that you have with yourself about judging yourself are going to radically, radically change. And it really does not take that long. I mean, it really absolutely doesn't take that long. I, I, it's, and we're, we're talking days, not even weeks or months. Like recognizing your self-judging thoughts is the quickest way to drop the self-judgment. But in order to do that, you just gotta think and pause. Journaling is an excellent, excellent way to do it. So get out your journals, all right? Get out your journals and just write all those thoughts down. Write them all down, write all those judgments down and then decide how you feel about it. And pause and think. And that's all you really have to do. And if you do that, you will learn how to believe new things. All right, so that's what we've got for the podcast this week. I hope everybody has an absolutely beautiful week, and I will see you on Facebook Live on the Proofing Box next week. Have a great day, and when you join us, if you have questions or whatever, we've got a whole comment section going, so I'd love to hear from you. Have a great day, everybody. You're beautiful people, and I'll talk to you next week. Hey there, if you're interested in taking this work deeper and applying it to grow and scale your organization, then I would love for you to join us in the power group. I will send you a copy for our summer read of creating a lean culture. And every week we're going to dive deep into showing up to our process and showing up to our management 
so that we can serve up the truth, man, because that's what we're all about around here. We're going to have weekly calls and discussions around how you can make a better product and process in your facility. I would love to see you on the inside. Go to www.sfbdi.com slash power group. See you on the inside, folks. You've been listening to Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele on the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast. We hope you loved the show. For more information and show notes, please find us at sfbdi.com. Thanks for listening.